Before we get started today, we have an interview question from our guest. Listen, pause, and answer for yourself. What is your advice for someone starting out in pageantry? This week's episode is sponsored by MB Designs. You can shop at www.shopmbdesigns.com. Casey here, and I wanted to give everyone a huge update about Crowning Moment Podcast. I have an amazing opportunity coming up with Miss America. I will be speaking at the Empower Academy at Miss America December 15th. So if you have any little ones out there or even teenage girls, definitely check out the Empower Academy with Miss America. I also wanted to tell you guys, we are officially on YouTube. So if you are listening out there on any of those social media platforms and want to get to something a little bit quicker, YouTube is your best bet. Definitely subscribe to the Crowning Moment podcast channel as well as put that ring notification on so you'll know every time that I post. Our updated posting schedule will be 5 p.m. Eastern time on Monday. So make sure you're checking out Crowning Moment every Monday. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Crowning Moment. My name is Casey Gibson, and today we have another special guest, and she's going to introduce herself. Hello, everyone. My name is Jacqueline Davis, and I'm your reigning USA National Miss 2022, and I'm super excited to be chatting with you all today and to finally talk with Casey. I know this episode, I say this for a bunch of them, but seriously, this one is since, actually it was before you were even crowned for UNM, I had reached out because I know we're, both of us are really good friends with Maritza Pilatus and we we're like, you know what, like, let's just throw Jacqueline in this mix. She needs to get on here and talk too. And so I'm really excited that we could finally do this. And you have a bright, shiny new crown on top of your head. So I want to jump in and talk about what is the USA National Miss program and how did you get involved? Yeah, so I started pageants in 2017. And in 2019, I actually had the opportunity to judge a state pageant. I got to talk about this in my interview to say, as a judge being on the other side of it, I was um, a title holder in DC at the time. And I got to see the scoring system, I got to see how the girls uh, carried themselves. They were all unique and they brought something special to the table. There was no mold they had to fit in and everyone just seemed genuinely happy and comfortable. Um, the, the staff of the state pageant was so kind and so welcoming and it just always kind of stuck with me. I That was the year that Ardell Dickerson won her first state title with UNM and I just continued to see girls go back to the system and succeed. And the more I learned about it, it's I just heard so many positive things of it being fair, it being faith-based, it just being such a launching pad for whatever success you want to see in your life. And when I went and watched the national pageant last summer and I saw Justice and Bailey and Ruthie succeed, and I was just so inspired by them. And then, of course, the shift to the national platform being inspired. I mean, I could go on and on about all the qualities that drew me to this system and how it just made me feel so welcome um, in this space of pageantry. Definitely UNM is one of those. We were talking about this before we got started, but when you think of pageantry, I like to think of it as sports. So you have Division I schools and you have Division II schools. And you know, Division I are those Super Bowl schools that's Miss USA, Miss America, Miss World America, Miss Grand International, and then you have these national titles that are the Division II schools, which is the UNMs, the America's Ideal Miss, the High School Americas. And UNM, they're very unique. They do a lot of things that people haven't seen before. They have guest speakers come in and talk. They have all of the girls. And it truly does look like from where I look out, looking in, a sisterhood. And so I want to talk about that sisterhood aspect that you guys have probably experienced already with being that national title holder. 
what is something that Jackie makes sure that you guys do to keep that sisterhood alive all year long? I think a big thing that sets her apart as a director is that she really puts family at the forefront of her own life as a professional and how the pa- the pageant runs itself. Um, it's such an experience for your whole entourage the entire week to feel welcome, to allow the fun passes at all the parties, to allow any siblings or friends or, you know, parents to really be part of this experience. And I think that really takes the pressure off the girl to feel like, you know, not that you don't want your moment in the spotlight, but that you are around the people that love you and support you that helped you to get to that point. And for her being a mother and having raised Kayla in the industry and seeing her grow up and and experience pageants, I think it just gives her a sense of understanding for what us contestants and the other moms are going through as they guide us through this. It's that perspective of, you know, we're, we're people first. We're humans first. We have our faith. We have our, our day-to-day stressors and our, our other focuses and hobbies and school and work. And she's just very real with us. And if we have anything going on, I mean, she texts us every single week in the, like, the family group chat we have with uh, the Super Six and our families and ask for a prayer request every week to say, hey, like, I understand you're working your butt off for the organization, you're posting on social media, you're doing events, you're active in your community. But what can we talk to God about? What can we take the pressure off your plate and be there to support each other? And I think that has made the biggest difference because it is a lot of pressure having a national title. And even the same support goes out to all the state delegates. We just want everyone to feel comfortable pursuing this. um, And to know that, you know, you got to take care of yourself in this process because it's a lot to handle. And it definitely is being that national title holder, all the girls you're representing, everyone you've just competed against and with for the past year, it is a lot of pressure. But I want to talk about that special moment, your crowning moment. So let's talk about in the moment, the crown is being put on your head. You're, you know, you're just, you got finished holding hands with your fresh runner up. What did that feel like for you? It really just felt like a sense of in a way, relief and also very grounding because my whole experience with UNM, it felt like a weight was being lifted off my shoulders. I didn't feel like I had to pretend to be something I wasn't. I was able to advocate for Project Beauty Share unapologetically, just like any girl that, you know, felt drawn to the Inspired platform. You you get to be who you want to be. And I felt like I finally brought that to the table. And I think that made all the difference as well as leaning into my faith this year, I just felt so grounded and so protected in this in this process. And it just felt like, I mean, I, I think I a little, a little blacked out and just kind of blanked a little bit. And when I looked around and I finally turned and faced justice, I think that's when it hit me because I had been, you know, I'd been looking up to her all year. And when we were just kind of like jumping up and down and freaking out, she's like, hey, pick up your dress, like your dress is slipping. And we were just kind of having this moment together. I think that's when it kind of hit me. And it was just like the most overwhelming rush of joy I've ever experienced. It was, it was, I I can't watch that video or any of the Super 6 videos without tearing up. It's, it's unreal. I will definitely be adding in your final question in the top six for that on the Instagram slide. So if y'all are interested in what what her final question was, because that's what we're about to talk about. It truly gave me chills. Like it absolutely did. And I don't know if it was Maritza who posted it first. Maybe it was on Instagram stories. But I mean, like every, every day you were competing, I was looking at her Instagram. I'm like, 
when is it going to be posted? What What's going on? Just to make sure, like, I mean, of course I follow UNM. I follow Jackie. I follow all the title holders, but I was honestly, I was like, I just want to know what Jacqueline's doing. What is she doing? How's it going? I was so invested because it's like, I know your heart. I know like you're such a great person. I knew that your time was coming and I was just really hoping. I was like, I really hope it's this time. Like, I really hope it's her time, like this moment, because after talking to you today, like I've heard a bit of your pageant journey. I know how, you know, sometimes life kicks you in the butt, (laughs) but you constantly get back up and keep on going, put your head down, get to work. And that's the thing that as a national title holder, people don't always see that is like, they always question, you know, why did this girl win? Yeah, she's pretty or yes, she's brunette or yes, she's blonde or yes, she's got beautiful, naturally curly hair. But it's like, why was she actually picked? And if they take time to go through those Instagrams, like I just feel like I'm just the FBI agent of the pageant world at this point. And I love, I love to go through a girl's Instagram and see and try to understand for myself why she won. Take example, Miss Teen USA Farinetti. I'm like, oh my gosh, adore her. Absolutely adore Farron. Yes. And when I went through her Instagram, I was like, you know what? I'm excited to chat with her. And you can check out that episode. It was um, episode 56 on the podcast, but you will absolutely hear through her interview. And we talked about her social media, why she won. She could have worn a paper bag on stage. She could have tripped and fell on her face. They were going to crown that child no matter what, because she is just a down to earth, just such a good person. And you're like, oh my gosh, I want to be her best friend. And so that's what I wish people would do a little bit more, you know, FBI investigating on what girls do leading up to the pageant. Because honestly, you know, there are those random wild cards that do absolutely nothing released the week before the pageant and they come in and win. It happens. It does. But the girls that truly put in time and invest in those organizations, those are girls ultimately that come out on top, aka Jacqueline Davis. Like you truly like put your head down and got to work. And so I want you to give the listeners a little bit of a glimpse into, you know, how did you prepare really for UNM this past year? Yeah. So last summer I had a trip planned to Disney. My mom and I are huge Disney fans and we were going the same week that UNM Nationals was last summer. And I was super excited because I knew like half the girls competing. I think that's one of the best parts of this is that you make so many friends in the community. And I was freaking out because like I knew Ruthie kind of through the grapevine of competing together at High School America. I remember thinking she was a rock star at Junior High School America and I was so excited for her and then she won. And then I went to Miss Teen USA with Bailey in 2009. So I freaked out and she won. And then Justice, I had done her hair and makeup with uh, Makeup by Meg in Texas when she gave up her Texas state title last year for UNM. So I just kind of knew these girls to the grapevine and I knew that they were all unique and they all just brought something special to the table and they were just unapologetically themselves. They all have things that they care about. And to me, I was like, I just felt such a different energy sitting in that audience. And it was something that I wanted to be a part of. I I saw Jackie in the audience and I, you know, our national director, Miss Jackie is so caring for every single girl that comes to that room, whether you're, you know, another representing another system or you're one of her national title holders or a state delegate, you feel so seen and so welcomed in this system. And for me, I, I just knew I had to be a part of it. And when they made that shift to the Inspire platform, that was another just like, 
you know, push I felt like from the universe to say, hey, this is where you need to be. I have been a huge advocate for the Project Beauty Shirt organization. I'm sure if you've seen anything from UNM or followed my page, you've you've heard about this project. And I discovered it when I started pageants back in 2017. It's an organization up in Spokane, Washington. They're basically a hub and a distribution center to provide women with hygiene and wellness products um, as they overcome diversity in their lives or if they're in shelters and other communities. And they serve states all, all across the country. And for me, being such a lover and um, an advocate for the beauty industry, it was a way for me to share my passions and hopefully my career goals with my philanthropic side. And for me, having to, you know, break down the walls that pageants kind of force you to build up of like having to talk about a certain project or having to do something that doesn't feel natural to you. What kept me going and kept me motivated was that I knew the work that I was doing was not just for you and Emma's was for life. It was part of my personal purpose. And that's exactly what the tagline of Inspire is. It's a lifestyle of service. And for young girls, especially seeing the junior and the princess and the preteen have that guidance and have those role models to look up to to say, follow your heart in any sense of like your career path, your hobbies, your advocacy and do things that are authentic to you. I think that's, that's the biggest green flag I could point out about this system is that they celebrate what makes each of these almost 400 state delegates coming to the system, what makes them special and they allow that to shine. And I do appreciate from the system because there's other national systems out there that don't allow you to be your own individual unique self, especially promoting that community service of everything during your year. So I really do appreciate with that Inspire platform that they're allowing you to do what you want to be passionate about. It's not just, of course, like together it is the Inspire, but you guys have your own individual things that you're promoting throughout the year. And so I really do appreciate that. And I'm really glad that the listeners can hear more about what you're doing. So with your platform, is there a way that through Crowning Moment or anyone that's listening that they can help you give more back to your organization that you're working with? Yeah, so of course the you know social media is such a big facet in how messages get spread these days especially with the pageant community. So go give Project Beauty Share a follow on Instagram, find them on Facebook, check out their website. There is a plethora of information and resources that you can find whether they have a sister shelter in your community. And for me, it's something as simple as like sometimes I'll stop, you know, there's a dollar tree right next to the grocery store I always go to. But, you know, pop in there, sometimes grab a few things, feminine hygiene products are always in need, deodorant, oral hygiene, toothbrushes, things that really make a difference because one, the pink tax is a huge issue in our society and helping women gain the resources they need. And also food stamps don't cover those basic resources like shampoo and conditioner and those things we need every day to look and feel our best. And when these women might be leaving a domestic violence situation with only their purse, they're protecting their children, they're they're overcoming poverty or financial crisis, and, and they need to focus just on getting to the next day and to be able to go to a shelter to have, you know, even these holiday gift bags they put together. Just think about if you have makeup you haven't used, if you have, you know, shampoo and conditioner you haven't used, you have an extra box of a feminine hygiene product under your sink that, you know, you might not be needing. It really does make all the difference. And for me, I, I touched on that in my own stage question. I've, I've been in a very low point in my life where I couldn't imagine not having the support of my family and the access to those things. And, you know, I had a very small 
taste of what it's like to experience domestic violence when I was younger in high school. And to know that some women marry into that and it ruins their life, it's a very much a personal connection to see the impact that this organization makes. So check out their website. I've posted a ton about it on my Instagram. And you can either mail things to a a sister shelter, mail it directly to Spokane. um, And they, they take a plethora of used, gently used items. And I think that's what helps them stand out against other organizations is they have this incredible thorough process of sanitizing things so it's able to be reused. So even the next time you go to a hotel, grab those little mini toiletries because those little mini go bags are crucial if someone's in a rush and they need help fast. Um, you know, we get sponsored things all the time as pageant girls. So if there's, you know, um, I was talking with Maritza again, we're going to bring her up for the hundredth time, but she is a brunette and she got sponsored purple shampoo by a brand a few weeks ago. And she's like, I'm not a blonde. I don't need this. And I was like, if you have anything you don't need send it to project beauty share, because it's going to make a difference in a young woman's life. And to me, it pageants as as a whole no matter what system it is it's all about supporting women so if you can do that in any capacity you're you're helping lives change and you're making a positive impact when i moved from south carolina to north carolina once i graduated college the amount of shampoo i was going through trying to figure out what shampoo worked for me what didn't and ultimately like i ended up with like 35 different shampoos just because i had to find the right one finally i did thank goodness ulta really hooked me up however Now I have all these shampoos and I never knew what to do with them. I didn't want to throw them out. They're $20 bottles of shampoos. They're expensive stuff because they were like medicated shampoos. And now that I have this knowledge that I can send them somewhere, that's really helpful because they have just been sitting in a box in my parents' garage and they're all brand new. Like they've maybe been used twice, all of it. And there's so many. Yeah. So those bottles, if if it's over halfway full, send it because like even if it's like as simple as like a body wash, you didn't love the smell. Like those little things go such a long way. I mean, especially over the summer, they there was a huge shortage of feminine hygiene products and even deodorant, and no one should have to choose between whether they can take a shower or provide food for their family. So, and it I hear stories like that all the time. Just open up your bathroom cabinet and see what's in there, and it can really make a difference. We just kind of keep a laundry basket in one of the closets in our house, and we just kind of slowly fill it up over a few weeks. And now that I've shared about it so much on social media, so many family and friends and neighbors will just come drop stuff off on my porch at random points in the day. I'll come home from work and see things on my porch, and so many people get involved. It's just the sense of do they know it's there? So if you can share it on your Instagram, do anything to just get the message out there, I would be so grateful. Um, And that's been a huge part of my experience being a national title holder and going to state pageants. I've incorporated that as a way to just kind of kickstart these delegates into promoting Inspire because it's something that any of these age divisions can get behind. And it just teaches you that first level of Inspire compassion and be being aware of how fortunate we are and how to share that with other people. It truly is amazing. And I'm so glad that you've shared that. I will definitely link all of that in the bio below, as long as sharing some of your photos, of course, on the slide deck on the Instagram. So once this is released, you guys can check that out on my Instagram at crowning moment podcast, but I want to get into a little bit more about you. And so the listeners can hear more about who you are and what you're about. I like to play a little game of this or that. And so 
And so my first one always starts off with the caffeine of the day. Are you a Starbucks or a Dunkin' gal? Oh, 100% Starbucks all the way. I do like Dunkin's hash browns, but when it comes to like coffee or drinks, I'm all about Starbucks for sure. Love Starbucks. Okay. Are you a fast food or eat at home kind of person? Oh, I'm 50-50. I could never pick. There's a Chick-fil-A like right down the street from me and it's so tempting, but I like to go out and trick myself into thinking I'm being good by saving some of it for leftovers for like lunch the next day. But we even have some great like more mom pop like local restaurants that are just too good to pass up on like a lazy day. So I, I like a little bit of both. I've definitely enjoyed my air fryer this year has taught me a lot about cooking at home, but I'm all about I'm all about moderation, 100%. <laughs> okay, if you could live anywhere in the United States, where would you live? Oh, just anywhere with the beach, anywhere with the sun shining and the weather's nice. I mean, we were very spoiled to have our pageant at the Diplomat in Hollywood, Florida this year because I love the ocean. Any de- any chance I could go out and just put my feet in the water, it was like heaven to me. Um, literally all day before prelims, before we got ready, I was at the beach. So it, that's that's my zen. That's my peace. And my brother, my dad, they're huge golfers. So like they would love it if they could just be down there and golf all the time. Um, and my dogs would just have a big yard to run around in. So anywhere with the, where the weather is beautiful and and I can go in the ocean, that'd be that'd be good with me. <laughs> Okay, if you could travel anywhere outside of the U.S., where would you travel to? Oh, I want to go to Italy. I want to go. I want to go all over Europe. I want to go to Italy and just eat. I just want to experience the quality of food over there. I've just heard that it's just unlike anything else. So that's definitely on my bucket list. Okay, are you a cat or a dog person? Dog. I have two dogs. I they are labs. I have Dudley, who is a yellow lab. And Karma is a chocolate lab. And they are absolutely crazy, but they're my pride and joy. And I am obsessed with them. I should have guessed. Nobody can see our video. But in the background, Jacqueline has a calendar with a dog on it is what it looks like. Yeah, I always get the like little like lab puppy calendar every year in my stocking for Christmas. It's just I'm obsessed. I, I've tried to talk my dad into getting another one, but he didn't even, you know, they, they're okay with two, but you can't keep pushing it. So we'll see. <laughs> okay. Would you rather, I feel like we probably won't know the answer to this. Would you rather have warm weather or cold weather? Oh, warm. 100%. I mean, this, this weather here in Maryland, it's normally a little bipolar, but right now it's pretty beautiful. It's just kind of been in the 60s and just sunny all day. It's very comfortable. I think the one thing that turns people off on the East Coast is the humidity but I'm so used to it and my skin is used to it. So I don't know if I'd be okay going somewhere too dry. But as much as the snow is beautiful, I'm all about the sunshine. Okay. If you had to choose one makeup product to have for the rest of your life, what would it be? Eyebrow pencil, 100%. It's the only thing I put on my face this morning. My eyebrows are very blonde compared to my hair. And I just like when they show up, I feel like it just kind of finishes your face and if I have my eyebrows tinted or put on I feel ready for the day I love that would you rather wear a formal gown or a cocktail dress 
I think cocktail. It's just easier to get around. Sometimes the train is like a little bit in the way. My, I didn't know um, when I was working with Ashley Renee's and Ashley Loren, they just wanted to kind of like surprise me with some of the details on my gown. I kind of told them some baseline of like what I wanted, but I did not know I was going to have that crazy train on it. They were just like, UNM has an epic runway and an epic stage. So we want your gown to be epic. And they surprised me with that. And I've never really done that before. So that was super exciting. But when I tell you that gown was so heavy and it was so hard to get around in, I'm like, okay, if I could pop on a cocktail and just kind of like get around a little easier, I'm okay with that. Do you have a favorite pageant shoe brand? Oh, I mean, I have to say Diverse Style, not just because she's a sponsor, but even when I discovered her like prior to being part of UNM. I have done market in Atlanta a few times. And the first time I wore her shoes, my feet just survived so much better throughout that week. And if any pageant girl out there has done a market before, you know, it's brutal. Your feet are going through the trenches. It's like military boot camp for pageant girls. So any sense of like, you know, having the different shades, having it just be so comfortable and it can go with so many outfits, 100%. Shout out to Sydney Dion because you are an amazing businesswoman, and you have saved the feet of pageant girls across the nation. I feel like we will probably also know the answer to this, but if you had to pick a designer, who would your favorite designer be? Oh my goodness. I mean, you're pulling my leg here, but Ashley Loren is just a a perfect human. She is such an amazing designer, a role model, and she she's just an amazing person. I can't say enough good things about how supportive she is. One for UNM to provide every national delegate with their opening number dresses each year. They get more epic. Um, I have known on the team, the whole team of Team Fabulous really just is a completely different experience to work with them. Um, Another, if you know Ashley and you know the team, you know Chris Adams as well. And he is just like, he's like the godfather of like, pageant fashion I feel like I can trust him with anything and he they just are so supportive and so kind and to be able to to call up Ashley and just like talk to her or be supported by such an amazing organization and and people that love the industry and want you to feel beautiful and express your sense of fashion you I have not had any experience as supportive as theirs Truly. And Chris actually designed my fun fashion for a national pageant I did this past summer. And when we were designing it, he was like, oh, this is going to be it. Like, this is going to be the one. It's so great. He knows. And and to me, when I when I worked with, um, they're not a national sponsor, but I had an opportunity to work with Ashley Renee's um, leading up to nationals. And I just kind of said like, hey, here's what I like. And they just kind of brought something to life that they knew I would feel confident in. And that's just, uh, you know, if I can sneak in a little bit of advice, wear what you feel absolutely epic in because it shows on stage. When I, I had this vision in my head of what I wanted for my runway for quite a while. Um, and when they brought it to life, it was just, it's epic to have something that is just like an extension of your personality and to have that moment on stage. I mean, you have quite a bit of time on that national stage at UNM. That runway is long and you really get to soak in your moment. So you might as well wear something you love. So I highly encourage, you know, even if it's not a national sponsor, like Flirt has provided so many gowns for us throughout the year, um, even just, just thus far, you know, only three months into our reign. 
they dress so many girls for nationals and they have such amazing experiences because they just want to see the girl shine. So just whatever it is, the store, the designer, work with someone you love, work with someone you trust and that you are going to feel confident in. Don't worry about what the winners were last year or what you think the color of the, the trending color is. Wear what you feel epic in and I promise you it's such a better experience. I love that. That is such great advice. Well, I'm going to switch you and hit you with your interview question that we had at the end of the episode. Yeah. What would your piece of advice be to anyone getting ready to start in the pageant world or having the idea of maybe wanting to be a part of it? Yeah. So this is actually, I'm going to go back to some advice that Ashley Ren herself gave to me after I won because it's a lot of pressure being a national title holder and you can kind of get in your head. Um, you know, we're all human. We all have our struggles. And she told me, do some homework and make a list of the top 10 strengths and qualities you love about yourself. And to kind of ground yourself in who you are and your morals, your character, and the goals you want for yourself and to focus on those things. Because with all this influence with social media, with all these people having expectations over you, it's so easy for girls to get lost. And I, I've had this similar conversation with so many friends in, in the pageant community where like when you start pageants, it's like new and exciting and you have so much fun and then you get in your head. And then over time, you kind of go back to that really fun, lighthearted spirit because you connect back with yourself and you focus on what you really want out of the experience and why you're doing it. So if it's your first pageant or your 10th pageant, just kind of focus on who you are and why you're doing it because whether it's a sponsor or a certain system or anything, it's very easy to get persuaded into being something you're not. And whether it's pageants or anything in life, a relationship, a friend group, don't let anything tell you to be something else. Because for me, I think this year pursuing UNM, the biggest difference was that I just put aside all all the other things that were causing me stress or putting pressure on me and focused on how can I do this the Jacqueline way and have fun with the opportunity. So I, that's, that's 100% my advice to have a good experience. That is such great advice. And I really hope that people have made it to this far on the podcast and they hear that. And that's one of the big things I'm going to put in the bio is, you know, hear her reasoning on why you should even join the world of pantry. Yes, it can be negative sometimes, but there are so many positives that outweigh the bad seed in the group. And that's the one thing that I wish people would hear that sentence, just like replay this, click the little 15 seconds back on Spotify and hear it again, because it is so important to remember one, why you started, why you're here, what made you even want to compete at the system or compete in pageants overall. And that's what you need to refer back to in those moments of having that negative piece. Cause I know for myself, I've heard a lot of backlash in the pageantry. I've worked with coaches that have given me that negative thoughts about myself just because there's, you know, Maybe that dress was a little too tight or maybe it was ill-fitting. And so those little things stick with you. So now you're like, oh gosh, like, do I look good in this? Did I look good in that? You're second guessing yourself, but you have to remember at the end of the day, you are the only person who knows you. You have to remember why you're here, why you started and go from there. That's what you have to remember time and time again. And so I'm really like, I appreciate you being on here today and telling those that are listening about, you know, your experiences and why you're here and what you're doing with it. Because I, I really, I really have faith in what you're doing. It's a great platform that you have. You're a great person. And so I'm just so glad that we finally have like formed this friendship together. We keep running into each other everywhere we go. And we're both mutual friends between Marissa. She's going to love this because her name has been said so many times during this podcast episode, but 
more famous than she already is. Yes, literally. She loves it. But we've come to that point in the podcast where I like to ask everyone one final question. Are you ready? Yep, let's hear it. In what way has pageants positively impacted you? I mean, from the beginning, when I first did my pageant, I was leaving a really toxic relationship and I was dealing with a lot of mean girls in school. I was at a very low point in my life. And from that first pageant that I did, and I immediately was connected to all of these beautiful, accomplished, successful women in their own unique way, I I completely had a 180 shift in the trajectory of my life and what I wanted for my future. Um, And I think so many women can have the same story and they relate to that, that it just completely changes your perspective on how you take care of yourself, how you talk to yourself, how you set goals, how you overcome adversity, how you celebrate the wins, how you walk through life as a whole and meeting you, meeting Maritza, like meeting so many amazing people. Pageants have provided me some of the most genuine friendships and role models in my life. And growing up, I loved dance. I loved theater, cheerleading, the performance, the art, the the just celebration of femininity, the celebration of success and, you know, empowerment. It's It's just all of the things that 17 year old me needed and I had no idea what it would bring but you know when God comes knocking on your door and say hey I have an idea you just kind of have to blindly trust those things and see where it takes you because it can really change the trajectory of your life it absolutely can I can agree with you 110 percent sometimes you just have to give it all in and say okay I'll I'll just let you drive the bus at this point (laughs) totally totally really Trust your gut and trust what is meant for you. Um, and sometimes you hear no a lot or you might get knocked down. But every single time there was just that little voice in my head that said, keep going. And I'm so glad that I did because it led me to UNM and it led me to this moment talking to you, experiencing even just more sides of pageantry that I've been able to fall in love with. And I just I can't say enough good things about it. Truly. And what's for you will not pass you by 100 percent. Absolutely. And that means I feel like that's like the unspoken slogan of pageantry. Everyone says that, but it's so true. And I hope that people really embrace that. And if you have any questions about UNM, please reach out to me. I would love to talk to you and answer any questions you have and help you just fall as much in love with this system as I have over the past year. Yes. And if you are interested in joining any of the UNM pageants, definitely check out their website. You can find what pageant is in your state, or you can reach out to Jacqueline on Instagram. And I will have all of that in the caption below, as well as their national page on Instagram. But you know, guys, you never know what happens in the future. So I guess you'll have to check out next week on another episode of The Crowning Moment. Bye, guys. (laughs) 